Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. I have heard and been a part of so, so many birth stories, but I have never heard a birth story quite like this one. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. 
Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 231. Whether you are a new listener or a returning listener, you know I am so glad you're spending some of your time with me today. In this episode, we have Vincia. Vincia is a mom of two living in the suburbs of Chicago with her husband, Adam, their son, Adam, and their baby girl, Adeline. We're going to hear Adeline's birth story today. Vincia balances, or at least attempts to balance, she says, a full-time career as an administrative leader in healthcare with being a mom. Through her career, she's able to fulfill her passion of ensuring that all patients receive compassionate and quality care. And in her personal life, she enjoys doing the same for moms by being part of the support community we all need and deserve. I love it. Mincia's second birth was unexpectedly true to the definition of a precipitous labor leading to her husband delivering her daughter in less than three hours from her first contraction at home. She wanted to share her birth story and give women a glimpse into what the second baby may come faster really looks like. This was so different than her first experience. Her first baby was born two days after the expected due date. She went through 36 hours of labor, eight hours medicated with with Pitocin and an epidural. She was dreaming the second time around of 15 hours of labor or less. That would have felt great for her. She never could have imagined that it was going to be less than three hours from her first contraction to her baby being born. They had totally planned for a hospital birth. Their bags were packed, childcare was secured, and she says the car was warm, but her daughter just seemed to have very different plans. Thankfully, she felt like this podcast, my birth preparation course, which is my online childbirth education class, and her experience from her first birth armed her and her husband with the knowledge they needed to stay calm and prepared during the birth of their daughter. You are really going to love this story. Now, as I mentioned, she and her husband took the birth preparation course, which is my signature online childbirth education class that helps you get calm, confident, and empowered to have the beautiful birth that you deserve. Now, I believe every person having a baby must do childbirth education. This is so, 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 so important. It is a hill I will die on. It helps you to understand the things that are happening in your body, be prepared for the things that may come your way. So everybody needs childbirth education. Of course, you can check out the birth preparation course, which is my childbirth education class. It's completely online. You can check it out at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. But there are lots of options out there. You just need to find something that works for you, but do not skip it. And if you want to get a taste of what the birth preparation course is like before hopping into the course, you can check out my free birth plan class, which is make a birth plan the right way. It'll help set you up for success as well. Lay that great foundation for you to make a birth plan that actually works to help you have the birth that you want. That class is completely free now. You can check it out at drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. All right, let's get into the birth story with Vincia. so much Vincia for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I am so, I can't wait to hear this story (laughs) that we are going to hear today. (laughs) Yes. Very excited to share it. Yeah. So why don't you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your family? Yes. My name is Vincia. I live, well, I'm from Chicago, now live in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I work full-time in clinic operations, so in healthcare. 
I live with my husband. I have a two-year-old son, Adam, and then my daughter just turned eight months not too long ago, and her name is Adeline. Okay. Um, and then we also kidnapped my husband's parents to help us with <laughs> child care. So uh, gotcha. my mother-in-law and father-in-law live with us as well. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice to have built-in child care. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in order to understand what happened with the birth, I always like to talk a bit about what happened with the pregnancy. So what was your pregnancy and prenatal care like? So with the pregnancy of my daughter, I figured out I'm one of those people that find out they're pregnant the second <laughs> that it happens um, because I actually wasn't menstruating at the time in which I got pregnant with her. Okay. I had taken a pregnancy test on a Friday because I donate blood. And so oh. that was kind of like my check. Right. Came back not pregnant. Okay. The next day I felt really tired uh-huh. and I was like, oh, it must just be a long week. I'll right. drink an energy drink. Um, walking around and I was like, well, no, this isn't right. Right. (laughs) Took a pregnancy test. That one came back positive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, then reached out to schedule an appointment through that time. They're asking, when was your last cycle? I I think I had one maybe in December. Okay. And so I mentioned that this is around April. Okay. And so they are kind of freaking out. They're like, you're at least 12 weeks pregnant. I'm like, no. I'm pretty sure that I am not. <laughs> right, right, right. And so it's kind of that where they're like, we think you need to come in earlier and back and forth. When I get there, um, actually couldn't even tell that it didn't show up on the urine test there. Gotcha. So then I had to move for it with having blood tests uh-huh. um, done, um, which officially stated that we were expecting her. Okay. Um, so that took probably t- around four weeks until we got in and ultrasound was even a little bit earlier, probably around five weeks. Okay. But with that, it was pretty normal care post then, except for I was considered higher risk. Um, we weren't necessarily planning and I was still breastfeeding my son at the time. Gotcha. And so my BMI was like borderline what would be considered high risk. Okay. So I did have one maternal fetal ultrasound where they declared that everything was fine. I kind of made sure that I was watching how much weight I gained during mm-hmm. that pregnancy. And so my blood pressure was stable. Weight gain, I didn't really gain much um, during this pregnancy just because I was aware of the risk associated with it. Right. And then I did have to get stress tests uh-huh. towards the end. Okay. It was a little bit of weird because some doctors treated me as though I was like, my pregnancy was normal. My previous pregnancy was normal. Uh-huh. And then other ones kind of always had this higher gotcha. uh, intensity when it came to things. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I kind of preferred the ones that treated me as though what Think- was what was in like, if I had, if there was a concern, I would understand. Sure. But since there wasn't, it was a very strange experience. I remember one doctor told me that she wouldn't let me go over 38 weeks and uh, six days. And I was like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, hold on. Right. I was, like, mm. I was like, I went full term with my son. Right. I'm not showing any signs of risk right. in this current pregnancy. And so when I asked her more questions, she kind of was like, well, you know, just the risk go up due to BMI and things like that. And I'm like, mm, 
Yes, but there are other factors sure. that we need to be considering here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure I can imagine <clears throat> how that would be off-putting. So you saw different doctors than every visit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we had to see every doctor that's within the um, practice. Okay. How many doctors were there? Um, I believe I saw about at least five to six, a couple of them. I kind of had my favorites. And so I would kind of double book with sure. <laughs> <Get> a, <laughs> go around a couple more times with them than some of the others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Overall, do you feel, did you feel good about the care other than that instance, of course? Yes. I feel as though at least the ones that I felt comfortable with asking questions, they mm-hmm. always answered my questions. Mm-hmm. I felt, I felt supported. I, even the MFM doctor, that could be very scary to go to when you're hearing that, okay, you're high risk, you need to go through these things. And it was very reassuring. He kind of came in and he's like, okay, everything looks good. Okay. (laughs) You're good to go. Uh, We can move forward with your care as normal. So that was relieving. Good, good, good. And then did you, I I assume they said you would get whatever doctor who you get for the birth. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any doctor that you get went through that same thing with my son. And it's funny. I met everyone in the group and I was delivered and he was delivered by the laborist. So So there you go. (laughs) Now, is this the same group that you went to for your first pregnancy? Yes, it is. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then I want to go back for a second about your periods. Like, were they always irregular or were you, is it because you were breastfeeding or just... I'm thinking it's because I was breastfeeding because I'm one of those people where I'm consistently regular. Like I can probably tell you when it's coming the day before. Um, So when it came back in December, I was like, is this it? Is it not? And then Uh it disappeared for a few more months. And I was like, oh, maybe because I'm still breastfeeding. Because I did breastfeed my son up until he was 17 months, I think around four months pregnant he kind of weaned himself. I'm guessing gotcha. maybe my milk changed because okay. one day he got up and fed and the next day he's like, mm, not I'm interested. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, that's an accomplishment to, yes. to breastfeed for 17 months. That is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then what are, or I should say, what did you do to prepare for the birth this time around? So I went back to listen to the podcast. I even went back in some previous episodes that I felt um, helped me in the first pregnancy, uh-huh. just like what to expect. Right. I, since I was high risk this pregnancy due to weight, I did go back and listen to a couple of those mm-hmm. to see, okay, what does it mean for this pregnancy? What are the risks? What are the things that I need to be mindful of? I also did have a doula this pregnancy as well. And so okay. she helped with education and um, what made you decide to get a doula this time yeah so I actually had one with my son and so after that that kind of sealed the deal for me that I wanted that person in my birth gotcha it actually my son I was pregnant in 2020 had him in 2021 Uh and so one of the things that was important to me especially during that time was that I had someone in the room that looked like me and my husband Mm -hmm. um, and my son. And so I wanted to feel fully supported in that aspect. And so I did have a doula for that reason. Our doula was amazing Mm. the first time around where my husband's now like a spokesperson for doulas. (laughs) He tells people all the time. Get yourself a doula. (laughs) Yes. He's like, you need a doula. I like see him pulling husbands aside when we're in baby showers. He's like, bruh, you need to go ahead and get your doula. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To the point with this doula, he's like, because my other doula, she had moved away to another state. Right. And so with this doula, he's like looking, he's like, well, is she doing this? I feel like we're doing this at this point. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. Built-in advertisement. All right. So um, you decided you were going to have a doula and she had education. Did you pick her pretty early in the pregnancy or at what point Um, did you? I picked her pretty early, probably around three months is when I picked her just because I knew my original doula wasn't available. And so I wanted to start interviewing people Mm -hmm. and trying to build that bond earlier on because I think that's what kind of made the first time around, even though that was a very long labor, right. like knowing that that person's in your space and sure. with you during a very hard time, like that relationship building, I think is really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then what else did you do to prepare? Um, and then ask questions of my doctors. Mm-hmm. I read books the first time, so I didn't actually go back to mm-hmm. those. Cause I'm like, okay, I kind of right. know what's, what's to expect. One thing that I did like that my doula encouraged was to think about my previous birth, uh-huh. what things I wanted to do differently, and then how did I feel during those experiences, what things made me feel good, what things didn't, which allowed me to kind of prepare myself for this delivery. And gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And was there anything that didn't go well that you wanted to change this time around? Yes. So this time I wanted to stay home longer. I mm-hmm. thought I stayed home long enough the first time. Right. Um, but... We didn't. And one of the reasons, like my husband was, he's like, okay, he's like watching the clock and he's like, okay, they're this many minutes apart. Right. You have to go home. We have to go to the hospital right now. Right. Um, versus like, I could kind of tell, I was like, well, they're not strong yet. Let's, uh-huh. when he, but he was like, okay, let's ready. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, okay. I'll go. He was just feeling a bit nervous. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he was nervous. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I understand. I'm also nervous. This is the first time that I've done sure. this. Yeah. So let's go. So we got to the hospital. I was only around uh, four centimeters okay. dilated. And once I got there, I, it was also 3 a.m. in the morning. So <laughs> everyone gotcha. was kind of tired uh-huh. once we were there for a while like it's like the weird shift that comes in and out mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the night mm-hmm. and so at one point they like asked me about a c-section and i was confused about where that question was coming because i was like right. i feel like i'm i feel like things are progressing right. like on just... their own okay and then later on the hospitalist laborist he came in at probably 7 Uh a.m. And so I think I had dilated a little bit, but not much. And so he's like, well, you can either go home or (laughs) you can't or we'll need to induce you. And so I'm like, well, been at this for over 24 hours. I don't think I want to go home. Um, But I was like, can we have a little bit of time for an induction? And then he said, "Okay." so he gave us time to talk about it. Um, And then with a part of that, that was Pitocin. I did enough research and to know that Pitocin contractions are a lot mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I made the decision that I was going to get an epidural before moving forward with the Pitocin just Got it. so that I could allow myself to relax. It also didn't help that I kind of looked over and my uh, husband was napping and I'm like, okay, if everyone else gets to nap, yes. <laughs> like I would also right. like some of that. Um, because I would say one of my fears is like having to push, push for a long time uh-huh. and becoming exhausted. Cause I know that kind of leads to a whole nother sure. layer of things. So it's like, well, if I am going to get induced, these contractions are going to get stronger. I at least want to be able to relax and rest so that I can be ready for the actual vaginal delivery. Gotcha. Um, so I did that, took a nap. 
woke up from the nap and I thought they had put something in my bed to keep me from falling out. Right. And so I'm like poking it and I'm like, okay, what? I was like, this is kind of warm. Like, that's nice of them. They, was I moving a lot? Right. I, I pulled the sheet down. It's my leg. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> so, like, oh, okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so the epidural worked. Yes. <laughs> um, they didn't put me on a continuous one. He uh-huh. said once I started to fill things to call them back, I didn't call them back. Cause I was like, okay, these are manageable. Right. I started to progress pretty quickly to the point that they had to come down and kind of turn it down. Okay. During that time, we realized that I couldn't lay on my right side. So when I laid on my right side, there was some concern. So they had to make sure I was on the other um, side. That all started probably at around 10 a.m. when epidural Pitocin. And then they came in. My water still hadn't broke. But Mm -hmm. when they checked, he looked and he's like, well, you look like you're right about close to 10 centimeters. And I had said that I wanted my waters to break naturally. Uh And so he's like, well, I can't check you. If I check you, then I'm going to rupture your water. Right. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll wait and we'll see. Then he came back probably 15 minutes later. um, And he's like, well, okay, I'm going to check you. And I was like, well, you just told me that you weren't going to. Right. Uh, So, he went and checked and then I felt his hand come out because I kind of let it wear off where I could feel things. I uh-huh. wanted to be able to feel the pressure because right. they kept asking me if I felt like I had to poop. And I'm like, I don't know. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, maybe I should like see if I can feel things. Right. So I let it wear off and I felt his hand go in to um, check and then it came out and then he kind of went back in and like ruptured it. And I'm like, mm, I don't think you realize that I'm mm. not as dumb as you think I am. Mm. Um, and then he's like, okay, I think we're ready to go to start pushing. So I was kind of upset because I'm like, we had this conversation. I thought right. we were on the same page, right. but then that happened. And then the only other thing that I didn't enjoy was that he, um, so they asked me to do a practice push. Uh-huh. It's my first time pushing ever. So I did the practice push and right, right after they start listing out all of the possible interventions. And so it's like, okay, vacuum and forceps and this. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay. And so I stopped and I'm like, okay, but did I, did I do something wrong? Right. Like, like right. Why, why are we, right. We're going directly into, and then like all these things are happening. I'm like, okay, I did not want that again. I was like, if the, I know that we have to get my consent. Like, mm-hmm. let's get that earlier on gotcha. into this process versus yeah. as soon as I push, it's like, And then all okay. of a sudden, right, right, Yeah, I'm like, right. did I do something wrong? Right. Is this, yeah. like, what's happening here? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then with my son, luckily it was probably about three contractions. Um, so maybe about 10, 15 minutes, he was out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So pretty fast. So pretty yes. fast for your first one. So yes. for this one, you didn't, you did, did you want to, for the second one, did you not want an epidural or did you want, you see, you wanted to stay home as long as possible. Like what other things about yes that, that you wanted to be different second time around? So I did want to try a um, medication free birth mm-hmm. this time around, just because I felt as though in the beginning, my contractions weren't something that like I was like an immense pain that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to get through. So I was like, let's try this route, but I know if I need it, it's available and I'm okay with having it. 
I wanted to feel more comfortable with my care team and things that were being suggested mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. um, was really important, especially having like more education and say like, okay, this is how I felt with this happened. Let's make sure that we don't go this route. So they were both meeting our needs. I wanted to move around more because mm-hmm. I felt as though I was in the bed for a while. My right. son's late, even though my actual delivery was quick, I was in labor for about 36 hours. Okay. So, okay. um, <laughs> I was like, if I get half of that, right. then like I'm golden, I can do this. Right. Right. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Okay. And then was there anything that you were afraid of for the birth? I think... Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual, their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. I was, I think there's always that fear of like what can happen that like escalates to an emergency that lingers. Um, I did tear the first time around with my son. It was a second degree tear. Um, And so I was worried that like the progression of tearing that can sometimes happen. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, let's, I hope that I don't come out of here with a third degree tear since I had a second degree tear the first time. Okay. 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 So we getting to your labor and birth, yes. which was quite different than, see, I already know the ending of it. So you said the first one was 36 hours. Yes. Talk us through what happened with the second labor and birth. Yes. So um, remember how I was saying I wish that it was half the time? Right. I kind of narrowed that down even further. <laughs> uh, I think it was a little under three hours total. Okay. So what happened? Yes. So the night before, um, it's funny because I had a doula. And so we were talking about having to set up possible backup doula Uh interviews the next day, just because it seemed as though I was going to go past my due date, things like that. Um, just starting to make those arrangements because for a while I was like, people people didn't tell me the truth about the second child. They were like, oh, the second one comes so fast. And in my head, I'm like, oh, that means that like she'll come a little bit sooner ah. <laughs> than 40 weeks. And so I'm like, nope, still pregnant. Right, right. <laughs> still pregnant. Right, right. So did you make it all the way to your due date? Um, the day before. Okay. So I was actually due uh, December 26th. And mm-hmm. so there's also the thing of where like, I didn't want to be in the hospital on Christmas. Right. And so I was really hoping that like what they were saying was true and she'd come sooner. A little bit earlier, right. But she actually came on Christmas Eve. But it's like, once I gave up a lot of that carrying on of like, it wasn't, I knew that babies come when they come, but mm-hmm. like, I was really set on like not having a baby on Christmas or baby gotcha. in, in the hospital near Christmas. 
Um, and but once I kind of let that go, maybe that's where things started to move. Cause uh-huh. I was, I remember sitting on my ball, like bouncing, setting everything up. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just I'll accept it. I'm going to just be pregnant forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I did all of that. Um, started making our plans for Christmas Eve, went to bed. I woke up probably at about 1240 and I was like, oh, is this something, but it wasn't like intense. It just felt like, okay, maybe something's starting. Mm-hmm. Cause with my son, I kind of saw everything like mucus plug, right. like started feeling the contractions that they right. picked up with my daughter. N- no signs of anything happening okay. at all. Okay. Um, and so I woke up at probably around 1240 in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I feel like maybe that's a contraction. Maybe uh-huh. something's happening. Uh-huh. Laid that back down for a couple minutes. Um, they picked up to the point that they were uncomfortable enough for me that it, I wanted to go bounce on my ball. Okay. But I was like, I'll let my husband sleep a little bit. It doesn't feel like mm, it's much. I can still talk. I can still walk. I'm fine. Right. So he bounced on the ball for probably another 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, my son was actually in bed with us. And at that point, he realized mom wasn't in bed anymore. So he woke up, which uh. <laughs> woke my husband up. And so my husband comes out and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm starting to feel contractions. And he's like, okay, do you want to start timing them? And I was like, yeah, we can start timing them. And then he goes, well, I'm going to take our son downstairs to where my in-laws stay. Uh So he took him down. He came upstairs. He's like, oh, do you want to take a bath? You took a bath before you went to the hospital last time. And I'm like, yes, that's great. So he runs me a bath. I get in the bath. I actually fall asleep in the bath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he uh, comes. He's like, oh, I thought you were timing them. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Um, right. But then right before I got out the bath, I felt like a really strong wind. So I was like, okay, things are picking Starting up. Starting to pick up. Okay. And, but I'm still looking. I'm like, it hasn't even been like a full two hours. Like right. I don't want to go just yet. Right. And so we, um, I go into the room, start getting dressed. They start picking up um, faster. So he starts timing them. He's like, okay, I think we need to start getting ready. So I start getting ready to go to the hospital. Um, One thing that I love that my husband learned from our previous doula and our current doula was the um, counter pressure. Mm -hmm. So even though I was contracting, he was able to kind of put the counter pressure Mm -hmm. to my hips which kind of helped relieve me through them. And then at one point I asked for like our Tim's machine um, as we were getting ready to go in the car. So he put that on me. Um, Oh, did you use that the first time or was this something you... I was, I bought it the first time, but Uh I was afraid to use it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I had some, I did have some sciatic nerve pain with my daughter during the pregnancy. And so since we had it, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try it. Got it. And so by that time I wasn't afraid to use it. Got it, got it, Uh, So he put that on because he's also trying to go and pack the car and get the car ready. Uh-huh. And during that, he calls my doula. And at one point she goes, okay, this is great. It's early labor. This is the perfect time to get a nap in. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, I was like, tell her no. Tell her we're past right. nap we're, stage. Right, right. Like these, these feel like they're active contraction. I think right. I'm in active labor. We can start heading out. But then um, there was like a wave that hit where he's like, okay, are you going to get up? And I was like, I can't stand up right now. Give me a minute to stand up. Uh-huh. And I remember it's funny because my husband, he's like an engineer, so he doesn't have like maybe the most like emotional support, but it was really funny afterwards. Because <laughs> right. I just remember a really strong contraction hit uh-huh. and I kind of looked at him and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And right. he kind of, he goes, mm, well, you don't have a choice. <laughs> I was like, thank, thank you. I was like, thank you. I was like, you're so motivating. Thank right. you so much. <laughs> 
what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, you, you, you kind of like we're doing this, so right. contractions are a part of it. Oh, um, bless his heart. But during the, at least he's like applying like pressure the entire right. time, right? And then I, I started to feel a little bit pressure, like towards like my butt. And I was like, is that what they were talking about the first time? Uh-huh. Not sure, but I'm like, okay, maybe she's just getting lower. So I stand up and I'm like, okay, I'm pulling my pants up to go Uh because he's like trying to also help me get dressed. But I'm like, okay, I need to stand up to get my pants all the way on. I get my pants to my hip, Uh my water breaks. Uh And as soon as my water breaks, I go, I feel ahead. He's like, what? I was like, I feel ahead. Do you see ahead? Oh, immediately. Like, yes, I lean back for him to see and he goes, Mom, Dad, towels. Oh my goodness! My mother-in-law must have super speed because somehow she got there's every towel in our house and <laughs> in our room. <laughs> like there was no questions asked, no other communication. Right, just, it was just she runs right. up with every towel in the house. By the time she comes in, I'm like, I think I want to push. And was the head out? Or I was think it, she crowned and it like kind of popped. Where to- you could uh-huh. see the top of her head. Uh huh. And so. I kind of leaned back on the edge of the bed and pushed two times Uh and he caught her. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So how was he during that, that time? Like, how were your in-law? How were you? I need to hear all of it. Like we want to know all of it. How was everybody managing in that moment? So I think part of what happened is that it happened so fast because my husband was for a second trying to do like, three different things he's like we're, we live in chicago uh-huh. it's winter it's like a couple days after the coldest day of the winter happened so he's like trying to warm up the car right. he's trying to get the bag in the car and then also check on me right and so i can't think it was kind of like a freeze frame because the water breaks and he kind of sees that and he's like okay i'm and i like can tell that he's like rummaging to get me like another pair of pants right and th- but the instant i say i feel ahead right do you see ahead everything kind of just like For, like pauses so, right like, okay, what are we going to do next? It's too late. We're, I think in our head, like, okay, we can't go to the car right now. Right. Not happening. Right. Um, we're obviously not making it to the hospital. The hospital's 30 minutes away from oh, us. Oh, yeah, no, that's not happening. It's like, mm-hmm. so we're it's, doing this? We right. kind of just looked at each other like, right. okay, we're, we're doing okay. this. Okay. Did somebody call 911 or anything? We, after we did... It, I think it's also working in healthcare. My brain's like, okay, 911's going to call. They're going to kind of triage, send uh-huh. the EMS. <laughs> that's going to take a while. They'll get here. They're going to take me to the nearest hospital that's not necessarily my hospital. Gotcha. So that's probably the downside of knowing too much because uh-huh. <laughs> I ran through that scenario very quickly. And right. I was like, okay, her head's already here. So let's, let's, just, let's see right. what's happening. I think our doula was also on the phone with us okay. at the time. Okay. And she had um, a home birth with a midwife okay. not too long ago. So I'm okay. like, I, I felt a little bit comfortable since she was on the phone. Sure. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to push. And as long as like we feel good, right. we'll, we'll see. We'll take it from there. Um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were so good like my they everyone came upstairs but then my father-in-law took my son and kind of had him in the room across from mine sure my mother-in-law was like great with getting the towels and every having everything ready my Uh husband admitted like shortly after he's like he thought he was going to drop her because it was so he like caught her and then immediately passed her (laughs) 
off to my mother-in-law who has the towels right 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 and then like I kind of see him kind of like running around because he's like okay I need to uh he's like what do I need to do and I'm like well we did skin to skin so like let's just let her lay on my chest right and when she came out was she crying yeah she started Mm -hmm. crying because it's funny my mother-in-law was like she um, said after she's like I was ready to see if like I needed to spank her (laughs) to see um and then we had my nursing cart and like baby cart set up in the room already Uh and so it kind of had a bulb on it okay and I think with my son he came out so fast he swallowed a lot of amniotic fluid Uh on the way out Uh so my husband like grabs the bulb and I see him like go and he like tries to see if anything comes out um there wasn't a lot of liquid that came out Uh so we're like okay so maybe she didn't swallow as much. Uh-huh. She started crying immediately. Right. Like she pinked up really quickly. Uh-huh. Eyes opened, closed. Like I was like, okay, so she feels good. Right. And then we did the check with me because I'm like, okay, now what's going on right. Right. here? So I'm like, okay, how's my bleeding? And my mother-in-law, not only is she fast with bringing us the towel, she's also apparently super fast with cleaning because I couldn't. It happened so fast that, like, my floors were clean, like, the towels were, and I'm like, <laughs> how did, so, right. Because uh, I'm, like, looking, I'm like, am I bleeding too right, much? Like, right, is it, right. like, did I poop? And my husband's like, yeah, but it's fine. Right. So I it up, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Now your mom's seen everything. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> Very, like, really close now. Can't get any closer than that. <laughs> but then we asked, because I kept my placenta for my son, too, uh-huh. and we did um, supplements. And so my doula asked if we had a big bowl and we had this huge like metal mixing bowl. Uh And so she's like, okay, put that underneath you so that it can catch your placenta. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because with my son, like I didn't remember, I remember like, oh, we're going to deliver the placenta, but like nothing that like I had to really do on that end. But I knew that if it didn't um, come out within a certain time period, then it's Mm -hmm. um, higher chance of retention Mm -hmm. and then there's risk associated with it. And so we have the silver bowl and um, my umbilical cord was also very, very long. Okay. Like I remember my daughter was up here and then I could still feel like my cord near like my knee. Oh, wow. I'm like, like, okay, this is longer than I remember. And so then I had to stand over the bowl. My mother-in-law kind of held the bowl and I had to push, but I actually had to like actively push to Uh get the placenta out. I feel like I pushed more to get my placenta out Uh than to get my daughter out right um so that probably took another like maybe 10 minutes to like with some breaks to get that out okay and then did you tie off the cord at any point yes so we tied it out actually before i delivered it i think we tied it off because that was a part of my husband running around Mm because he's like well what do i do with it um my doula is like well you need something to tie it off with and then you need something very sharp right and so he found ribbon like this pink ribbon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's in the bathroom, and I couldn't tell what he was doing till after, but I guess he's, like, dousing it in alcohol oh. <laughs> to sanitize it. Right. And so he kind of ties it off in, like, two different places because uh-huh. he cut my son's cord, so he remembers, like, uh-huh. what it looked like. Right. And he cuts right through the middle of those. Uh-huh. But the cord was so long. It was about the length of her leg. <laughs> Okay. What he left is what he left behind because oh, he didn't want to get close. Right, right, right. So he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's that, like, okay, I'll cut. I don't want to okay. get too close there. So he yeah. cut um, pretty long. We delivered it. My uh, doula came there at that time since she does like um, 
the supplements and uh-huh. everything. She was going to take it with her, and uh-huh. she kind of flipped it over a couple times right. to see if like there may be anything that's missing mm-hmm. or if there's anything mm-hmm. retained. And she's like, okay, it looks solid. Mm-hmm. And then I think she made me something to eat during that time. And then I was like, okay, I'll go to the bathroom and like try to shower. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I want to go to the hospital to make sure that like I'm okay. Cause right. I did tear the first time. So I'm like, did I tear this time? Right. Was like I feel a little stinging, but I'm not sure. Right. There's just a lot of things going right now. Uh-huh. Like I want to like get us checked out, right. make sure that she's okay. Make sure that I'm okay as right. well. So we kind of shower, uh-huh. try getting dressed again, uh-huh. and actually make it to the hospital. So you just time. drive to the hospital. After Starbucks. Because <laughs> 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 this God. is at, this we had, so first contraction was at 12.40 a.m. I had pushed her out by 3.30 a.m. So I was like, I need something to drink. Right. And my this husband's like, I also very much so need coffee because right. <laughs> he basically woke up, uh, ran and, a bath, and, and then, then had to co- deliver a baby yes. shortly after. Yes, yes, <laughs> so. yes. Oh my goodness! So, what time was it when you got to the hospital? We got to the hospital probably closer to like six thirty because we uh, okay <laughs> we did we ate we. Took I like breast. I wanted to make sure that I could like breastfeed her, so I let her like latch right. do skin to skin before I even got up to do anything. So once I made sure she was fine, she also her first poop was pretty quick, like and a lot bigger than I remember my son's. Because uh-huh. I the first time I actually got dressed, I looked down. I'm like, there is like black stuff all uh-huh. over the place. Yeah, like black slimy stuff. <laughs> yes, and so she had like pooped everywhere and so i had to get changed again because also she's still like scrunchy right newborn so the diaper is doing whatever it's going to do right. on her right and so we did that again changed her diaper and then was finally actually able to go um i think i of course i like called my mom in between that time uh-huh. and it's funny because i go mom we didn't make it to the hospital and right. she goes what do you mean i'm like we didn't make it right and she's like you're she's like why are you playing she's like why are you Play. Are right. you kidding? This early in the morning, I'm like, no, I'm uh, serious. Right. And I like go over to the bassinet that's set up in the room already because I was, the room was prepped for a baby to come right. home anyway. And I'm like, no, she's she's right here. And she's like, that baby has been here for. I'm like, no, that baby just got here. Right. Because oh. people see pictures of her and they're like, did you give her a bath? Did you do this? And right. I'm like, no, I, right. I didn't. I did, she just right. she didn't. I think since she wasn't in the birth canal for so long, uh-huh. like she came out and she was obviously in her sack for a while right. so she came out pretty and, clean right, and right. her head was also perfectly round uh-huh, because once again she, she so wasn't fast, right she came mm-hmm. so fast everyone's like what do you mean like you just had this baby an hour ago and I'm like, oh my goodness hey so you made it this far in the episode and i'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast well if that's the case then i have a favor to ask Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. 
and that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. So what in the world did they say to you when you walked up to the hospital with a baby and were like, I had my baby a couple of hours ago? So I actually called them before to get like options. I'm like, what should I do? Because I wanted to know like, what are some signs that I should be like looking for? Am I too calm because I'm in shock? Mm-hmm. Like, let me get it from the actual medical professionals. Uh-huh. And so that's when they were like, well, you could go to your nearest hospital. You could come here. You might not need to go anywhere. You could just schedule appointments with a pediatrician. I'm like, mm. uh, really? Was yeah. this the doctor that you were talking to? It was like the nurse, the nurse. like the triage. Right line okay so i'm like mm, i'm gonna go option two <laughs> yeah like, right okay yeah uh, I st- so then when you get to the hospital were they like just they were confused ex- exceedingly exceedingly they didn't know what to do with the baby because i kind of sat her then i took her out the car seat and i'm holding her yeah so we get there we have to check in at the front desk and usually it's like we're having a baby and i'm like I had a baby at home on accident. Right. And they're like, what? I was like, I, I had my baby at home on accident. Right. Um, I want to make sure that we're okay. So the nurses are like, okay, we'll bring you back. So I take the baby out the car seat because it's my newborn and I'm holding her sure. on the bed in triage. And they're like, mm, can you put her somewhere? And I was like, Where? right. Which just lets you know, they're used to like, baby and mom uh-huh and they take the baby and kind of put her in the corner of the room and i'm kind of like eyes darted like just had baby i'm like that's where my intention is right their focus being triage for labor and delivery it's on me right so they're checking my vitals um they do like a vaginal exam they do like the stomach exam which i'm actually happy because it wasn't the exact pressure from <laughs> when i was actually in the hospital so right. I was like this is a nice change right. not as bad the doctor comes in, she checks, and she goes, well, the bed probably would have caught you as well as I could have in this circumstance because you look great. Right. You didn't tear. Right. Good job. And she's like, okay, but I'm going to step away because I've never had this happen before. <laughs> and I need to figure out what we do with you next. <laughs> At least she was honest because yes. normally people, if that happens, they call 911. So they come in yes. by ambulance and then we at least sort of like... Even then, I mean, it's still like, okay, um, but okay. So then what, what, what happened after that? So she went and talked to someone, looked up maybe some of the hospital policies Mm -hmm. and she's like, well, 
it's the holiday weekend. You look good. They hadn't looked at baby and I was like, can you check, check the, the baby? Because right. <laughs> I'm like, her umbilical cord is like really long. Right. Can you trim it up or something, do something right, like that? Right. So they started looking at the baby, but during that, she's like, okay, your plan was to have a baby at a hospital. So you would have gotten these certain things like the 24 hour testing surveillance. Mm-hmm. Since that was your plan and you've been getting your care that way, let's move forward with that. Okay. Are you okay with us admitting you? And we're like, Okay, we didn't bring our bags, so someone had to bring those later on. But I'm like, yes, we can get admitted because her 24-hour tests were going to be at, like, 3 a.m. Okay. The next day was Christmas, so no offices were going to be open gotcha. that Sunday or that Monday. Gotcha. So I'm like, okay, we'll stay. Right. Just so that she can get everything that she needs. Uh-huh. And then also just surveillance. She's like, you look fine. You look great. But, like, let's just right. let's just have you both here together because we wouldn't send you home and keep her here sure so they admitted us upstairs and i felt like we just had to tell our story like over and over again they're like i've never had this happen to me before (laughs) they're like mom you're good if you want to walk around like you're independent do you want food like right we're good to go okay okay so then how long did you stay in the hospital afterwards we stayed for one day so we left like the afternoon on christmas day okay okay all right And then how did they do her birth certificate? So it's funny because they filled it out at first and then we got it. And it's actually our address. (laughs) So even though they filled it out and like sent things in. Right. It got to sent to another county because we live in a separate county from the hospital's Uh county. Uh So they they submitted it with our address. Mm -hmm. The person that delivered it is my husband's (laughs) name. (laughs) <laughs> so it's one of my favorite friends i'm like so my husband's like address me as a doctor from now on <laughs> oh my goodness so how and then i guess how was that postpartum period like was it otherwise uncomplicated did you breastfeed like what was that like for you yeah so um was able to continue to breastfeed the only thing that was slightly strange is that during the holidays it's like different staff so the Mm -hmm. pediatrician that saw us was a NICU doctor Uh and so those babies have to eat more consistently so at one point um, I think my daughter had ate three to four times within that first 24 hour period which Mm -hmm. I thought was like really good I'm like okay right he goes oh your baby's not eating enough you're starving her and I'm like wait a minute what right and so he wanted to run blood glucose on her Okay. as a result. And so like they kept coming back normal, but he did like a series of three and the nurse finally said, she's like, he sees NICU babies. And, and so, so they have yeah. to, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. why like he's heightened, but it's like not uh, your baby situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, yeah. like confusion, cause he's like, you need to feed her every hour. And I'm like, um, you haven't seen a newborn in a long time. That's not how to, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> But she latched fine. We're still breastfeeding to this day. Okay. Okay. All right. It's a little bit different when you have a toddler at home, uh-huh. but luckily had really good supports through that. Uh, he actually, the only downside is he became a um, daddy's boy during that time. Because <laughs> he's like, I think it probably shocked him that one minute he was in the room with us and then sleeping. He went out, came back, and then there's another person. Yes in the room yes yeah. that this person where, wasn't here before what where happened? did that come from right 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 and he's oh like mom you must have did it so i'm gonna hang out with dad for now <laughs> so okay well, questions like how do you feel about all of it so 
I think the first time it went so fast that like mm. I didn't have the time to realize that it was shocking until right. like later on. Right. I think it helps that me and my husband are calm people and mm. that it was our second. Because he goes, if it was our first, I probably would have had to go watch like YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, you cannot pause and during. That's not how like, it works. No, no yeah. we're not going to do that. Right. Right. So that that was like one part of it. And then even talking to my husband afterwards, because I'm like, it is like, it's not a, like, luckily everything was healthy, but Mm -hmm. it still is like a level of shock or trauma that comes with being put in that circumstance very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it took afterwards, I like kind of talked to him. I'm like, how did you feel about it in that moment? Right. Because it's like, that's that's your daughter, that's your wife. And now all these things are like in your hands and you weren't expecting them to. So we kind of talked to those things to like kind of reconcile what happened because it's great that it turned out to be like a beautiful experience to us but since it wasn't expected like there are feelings and things associated with it that are important to be recognized versus being like okay this is all great and rainbows and sunshine it's absolutely like, absolutely so then do you all plan to have other children if you do are you would you consider a home birth now <laughs> i I'm borderline. So I'm like, let's wait until our son gets into kindergarten and then uh-huh. I'll know for sure if I'm just like, my pregnancies are easy. My labors are easy. Let's have another one. Right. Versus like, do we actually want to have three children? Cause I'm like this, I'm like, I could do this all day if this is how it's going to be. Right. <laughs> but I would consider a home birth this time just cause I'm like, okay, I feel confident in what me and my husband have with any one another. So sure. bringing in a midwife and a doula to support that at home, I right. think would be great. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So then as we wrap up, what is one, your single favorite piece of advice you would give to someone who's expecting a baby right now? Yes. Um, one of my favorite things that I learned after my son was just because something is natural to us, doesn't mean that it's easy. Mm. So, just because things feel difficult or hard, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. So kind of lean into that experience so that you can learn from it and develop what you need to. Um, that was really important with like breastfeeding um, because it's like, well, it's not happening. It's like, well, it's natural, but it's not easy. So you have to learn your baby's learning. It's the first time that either of you have done mm-hmm. this. And the same thing with like having a natural birth, like contractions are hard they are painful they're not comfortable but there are things that you can do to get through them so just knowing that just because you're feeling pain or uncomfortable to a certain extent doesn't mean that you are failing in any way it's okay how much of this is healthy and for healthy for you to continue to push through to make it happen yes yes <clears throat> excellent advice excellent advice so where can women connect with you you can say nowhere if you're nowhere <laughs> um well i have instagram i feel like most millennials so if anyone wants to connect with me i'm vincia kimari on instagram okay all right well thank you so much for sharing your story that is absolutely I, that's just crazy. I, 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 like I said, most people when they do that, they freak out. They call nine one one, and it sounds like y'all were just like, okay, everything looks okay, and we'll, you know, kind of take it step by yes, step. It's my father in law. <laughs> right afterwards, he's like, because I think we were like, I like walked around and get something. I think I'm trying to get stuff ready to right. go, and he's like, you all just delivered a baby, <laughs> and you seem very like, <laughs> like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. maybe it's shock. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right, right, right. Oh, all right. Well, again, thank you so much, Vincia. I so appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for having me.
Wasn't that a crazy episode or crazy birth story, I should say. I'm so glad everything turned out well for them. They just threw everybody for a loop. Adeline just decided she was going to come into this world, how she was going to come into this world. And I so appreciate Vincia taking the time to share her story. Now, you know, after every episode, when I have a guest on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top takeaways from the conversation. So here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Vincia. One, she said her doctor kind of gave her a bit of a hard time about weight and pregnancy. And sometimes we don't do a great job of really recognizing the real and actual risk related to weight and pregnancy. So if you want to know the truth, and I actually had to check myself on this because I did it once and then realized that I didn't do it the right way the first time. So check out episode 186 of the podcast. That's drnicolerankins.com forward slash episode 186. And in it, I talk about weight and pregnancy and obesity and pregnancy. And you can just get the real information there. I know I learned a lot and you may learn a lot too. Second thing I want to go over is what are recommendations for when you go to the hospital? This can be tricky. It's not always easy to know exactly when labor is ramping up, when labor is going to happen. So I'm going to give you some general guidelines. Of course, speak to your own doctor or midwife about your own unique specific situation because things may change if you have any issues or if you live far away from the hospital. But in general, for your first baby, you want to have contractions that are five minutes apart or less that are all strong enough that they are taking your breath away and they are doing that for two hours before you go to the hospital, okay? So if some are strong and some are not, then it's not time to go to the hospital. If they're five minutes and 10 minutes and eight minutes, it's not time to go to the hospital. You want two hours of consistent five minutes or less, all strong enough that they're taking your breath away before you go to the hospital. So that can be quite some time depending on how things ramp up, okay? Now, if you've had a baby before, you can shorten that time to an hour, but same thing. You want them to be consistently strong during that time and five minutes apart or less. Now, if you feel like things are ramping up faster than that, and it's been less than an hour and you're like, whoa, something's happening. This is intense. Things are moving really fast. And by all means, listen to your body and go to the hospital. This doesn't mean you can't go to the hospital. These are just general guidelines. So listen to your body. If things feel like they're ramping up pretty fast and you feel like you need to go in, then go in. Okay. Now, as far as your water breaking, everybody's going to tell you something a little bit different. I tell folks that you don't have to come to the hospital right after your water breaks. As long as the fluid looks clear, there's no blood. It's not brown or green, which can be indicative of meconium, the baby having pooped inside. So if the water's clear, You can wait a period of six hours or so before you come to the hospital. Some people say you should come sooner if you have the GBS bacteria so we can get antibiotics started. And actually some folks will say, if you don't have GBS, you can even wait for 24 hours before you go to the hospital, but check with your own doctor or hospital. But just because your water breaks, that doesn't mean you have to immediately rush to the hospital. Okay, point number three, and this may feel a little bit disconcerting or troubling, but I'm just going to be honest. Some labors will just go fast. They just go fast and you can't do anything about it. It can feel quite overwhelming actually, because it's like some people say, oh, it'd be great if my labor went super duper fast. It can actually feel really uh, like a lot because when it happens that fast, you have zero 
zero control over what is going on. Everything is just happening in your body and you don't have any say. It's just ramping up really, really fast. So some labors just go fast and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Some babies are just meant to come into this world like wheel, you know, on two two wheels coming <laughs> coming around the corner. So know that, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. There isn't anything that you could have done differently. It just so happens that some labors will go fast. There are a handful of babies that are just going to be born when they're born, wherever they are at that moment, whether it's at home, whether it's in the car, whether it's in the lobby, some labors just go fast. Okay. And the fourth point I want to mention is doulas. I loved how she talked about, she was really excited to have a doula and really had a great experience with a doula. And one of the things that I think is great about doulas is, or great doula is a doula will teach your husband how to help you best during your labor and birth. They are not just there for you. They're there for you and your partner. So I love how her partner was also a really strong advocate for doulas as well, because really that's what doulas should do is help both you and your partner have a great experience during birth. If you want to learn a step-by-step process on how to choose a doula, where I go through questions you can ask, uh, then check out episode 218 of the podcast, which is a step-by-step process on how to choose a doula. And inside of the birth preparation course, I also have a really nice handout that you can use when you're interviewing doulas. The birth preparation course is my online childbirth education class that gets you calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful birth. That's just one of the many handouts that come inside of the birth preparation course. And you can check out the birth preparation course at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. All right, so there you have it. Please share this podcast with a friend. Also, if you love the podcast, will you please leave me a five-star review in Apple Podcasts? It helps the show to grow, helps other people to find the show. I also love to hear what you think about it. So if you enjoy the show, please leave me that five-star review. I would appreciate it. And you can connect with me outside of the show on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. You can get tons of great pregnancy and birth information there as well. So that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Thank you.